Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Have you ever had it where you weren't particularly really excited or content or satisfied with your current place in life? So you kind of drifted away in your mind of a time in your life where the situation may have been a little bit better. Do you find that from time to time to compensate with your lack of contentment, you kind of look in your past to see where was the time that I was? I found myself kind of looking at that and wondering, why do people do that? What is this thing with having inner comparisons so we know straight up and down to compare your life to someone else's life is wrong it's unfair you don't know what they had to do to get what they had to get so you don't want to try to you know look at the end result or what have you You don't know if she's really happy in her relationship you don't know if he's really been able to sleep good at night for the job title that he has you don't know you don't know so we're very clear do not go ahead and compare your life to no one else's because everybody has their own issues and you you don't know if you will be able to carry their burden as lightly as you think you may have. But for some reason, it hasn't really been topic of discussion or a just blaring, just confirmed thing that we also shouldn't be doing any inner comparisons with our own lives. Meaning that we look at a section of our lives and we go, mm, it was better then. I noticed it kind of with my daughter and my son talking to them from time to time. They would go, oh, you remember when? And they would go ahead and remember that particular establishment that we lived in or that particular Christmas when it was really, really fun or that particular. And it it kept going in the past to the point that it made me look at our present like, are you saying that this Christmas is trash? Yeah, no, I'm asking because you keep going backwards. So I'm trying to understand that. And I, you know how I am at this point. Because I truly feel like, just like Ecclesiastes, it's nothing new under the sun. Humans are humans, and we always going to be human. So as long as you're breathing and you're human, you can always trace this back to your foundational roots, which I like to go ahead and pull from the Bible. So you know at this point that I'm going ahead and I'm reading from the NLT version, because that's the bishop that I like to go ahead and reference from. And I pulled out at least two instances where I was like, why are y'all so fixated on the past? I don't get it. So I went to our good friends, the Israelites. Because that's just the people that I, I'm really starting to see that we are a little bit more like them than we would like to go ahead and admit. So when I went to Exodus 14, and this is where, let me give you a little backdrop, a little drama, if you will. This is when they was running away from Pharaoh. Pharaoh was going ahead and they, you know, he said, yeah, Moses, y'all can go ahead and go. But then when he had that change of heart, he was like, Mm-mm. he jumped in his Uber, a.k.a. the horses and chariots real quick. And he was like, off with their head, let's go get them, right? And so this is the point where they are super nervous. Like, bro, we are at the edge of this Red Sea. We do not know, like y'all getting ready to read later, that God splits the Red Sea. So we standing here and we looking and we getting a little nervous nervous and our emotions are starting to fester up and we just looking and we're like what is going on so I'm gonna go ahead and read you from verse 10 so Exodus 14 verse 10 as Pharaoh approached the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them they cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt what have you done to us Why did you make us leave Egypt? 12. Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? 
we said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. 13, but Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. 14, the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. So what this showed me here was that emotions evoked that illogical thinking that the past situation, even though it it was worse, but the past situation was a much better place to be than the current situation. It was better to be a slave than to be at the edge of this Red Sea trying to figure out what's getting ready to happen to their lives. It was much better to be in Egypt because they had way more, you know, um, what did he say? There were way more graves in, in Egypt. And it's like, You are really not comparing apples to apples. You're comparing just different textures of fecal matter. You're saying that the stool, because it was a little bit more firm and sturdy, and Egypt is way better than the diarrhea that you're computing it to be. Because without a with a lack of information, without a full picture of what's going on and with emotions also a part of the equation, you cannot come up with a full assessment of what part of your life was better than the other because you don't know this portion right now. But I'm going to get to that in a moment. So then I went ahead and I scurried and not only, not even two chapters later in Exodus 16, that there they go again complaining. So going down the road, fast forward real quick. This is when they're in the wilderness. They see, oh, God is about that work. Okay, let's go ahead and let's make our way downtown to the promised land mm-hmm, with Moses mm-hmm, and Aaron. Mm-hmm. That's the song that they're singing in my head when they're walking down it, you know, the wilderness or what have you. So I went ahead and I looked and I'm like, okay, bro, they still complaining? Yeah, they still complaining. They're not stopping. Exodus 16, 2. Watch this. There, too, the whole community of Israel complained about Moses and Aaron. Oh, because y'all do that so well, but I digress. Verse 3, if only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you have brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. Four, then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. Each day the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for the day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they will follow my instructions. Five, on the sixth day, they will gather food. And when they prepare it, there will be twice as much as usual. (sighs) I'm trying not to get it. Okay, six. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, by evening, you will realize it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Seven in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your complaints, which are against him, not us. What we have done. Wait, what have we done that you should complain about us? Eight. Then Moses added, the Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and bread to satisfy you in the morning. For he has heard all your complaints against him. What have we done? Yes, your complaints are against the Lord, not us. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I learned from my good little ancestors real quick. I think that we go ahead and we start to muster up this self-preservation or defense mechanism of 
currently it is so uncomfortable for me that if I cannot currently physically make any changes, I'm going to mentally escape through my emotions of trying to remember a past situation that was much better than where I currently stand. And while that may be a temporal escape, like Moses just said, it's almost like a slap in the face to God. Like you're saying, oh, it was better back then. And God is like, but I'm with you now. Back then, you didn't have the grace, the covering, the knowledge, the, you didn't see the things that I can do before. Just looking at the Israelites, bruh, when y'all were in Egypt, you didn't see my power. You didn't see that I can go ahead and part a whole Red Sea and wipe away the very people that were threatening you because that's how much I love you. I didn't torment them. I didn't keep them away so that y'all can be looking over y'all shoulders when y'all in the wilderness like, you hear that? You think that they still coming? No, I made sure that you were able to see with your very own eyes and witness the very people who threatened you. I'm going to go ahead and erase them in front of you. That says a lot. You didn't witness that in Egypt, sirs and ma'ams, okay? Little Israelites, you, you didn't witness that. So now, here you are again, where you're up against a deficit of, aka, what it really just is, is I'm hungry. I'm real, real hungry. When was the time I wasn't real, real hungry? Oh, when I was in Egypt. Why wasn't I real, real hungry in Egypt? Because we are around all kinds of pots and meats, and, and you think about all the different things. And so instead of you just coming out to Moses and saying, Okay, so what's the plan for us eating because we're really hungry? At least that's the stance that I would have taken seeing what what God does. Uh, like I'm what I'm watching, what I've seen with Passover, what I've seen, you know, with the angel coming. I just had to go ahead and put the mark on my door, make sure he went ahead and did whatever. What I see with the plagues that was happening in Egypt, what I've seen God do with the Red Sea, what I've seen, what I have seen, it's not coming from a place of uh, adult temper tantrum. It's coming from a place of, okay, so what else is he going to be able to do for this particular need? You know, at that point, I'm just going ahead and I'm pulling up through the drive through of blessings like, hey, real quick, this itches, what do we do? Instead of going through the, well, when's the last time I didn't itch? When I was in Egypt? Yeah, because in Egypt you were a slave. The sun and the disrespect, you could, you had no time to itch. You were all painted all over. That's how that works. But don't we do that from time to time and we don't really realize that we're doing that? And, I mean, it's easy to go ahead and read Exodus 14 and Exodus 16 and be like, I don't understand why they still even wanted to fix their mouth to go ahead and complain or to look back. But we do it all the time. All the time, your relationships, people who are married. I had to take a deep breath on that because I'm just like, I don't understand it. In the beginning, you used to be like, and then we used to always. And then on my birthday, you used to. We used to interact like this. And we used to. And so what you're essentially saying is, I kind of like how we used to be and I'm looking at how we are currently. And instead of me just coming to you and saying, hey, I want to find, you know, for the two people that we are currently a way to go ahead and fan that fire back up of passion and excitement and like maybe dates or whatever we need to do. Instead of articulating yourself like an adult, you decide to have an adult temper tantrum and say, well, you used to judge me. You used to against me. You used to. Yeah, but maybe that was prior to children, prior to you putting on that weight no shade prior to the job getting a little bit excruciating prior to everybody's hormonal levels kind of aging out you know 
Sometimes you you may have caught them in their prime, and now they're reaching toward that age where the libido is coming a little bit downward, okay? Looking like the stock market, a little scary, but it's okay. It's natural. Maybe finances ain't where it was where you could just drop everything and go ahead and go on a date night. Maybe it's a little bit more, you know, of a it has to be a planned situation because of the lifestyle that y'all have now. Stop looking at the past and saying, I, I want you like you were over there. No, because if you're honest, there is some growth that has happened since that time that you really, really love. What you really need to get to the foundation of is I would like more of this. That's simply what you need to say. The Israelites should have just went to Moses and was like, I'm hungry, sir. Okay, can you go ahead and tell God real quick? Or they could have went ahead and the first time and said, Moses, not sure what's going on, but I'm super afraid. What are we getting ready to do? Because I can't swim. I know we at the edge of the Red Sea, but, bro, I'm going to. I, you got a snorkel or something, like a nose pincher? And do you have that? Because I'm nervous. Just go ahead and say what it is. You don't need to reflect back on when it was better or the most dangerous thing outside of marriage. You know, we ain't going to just look at the marriage covenant in itself because everybody's not married. But don't go ahead and have relations with someone else or have an interaction or your chemistry was better with something else, someone else. And now in your mind, you're looking at your current state and you're looking at your past and what you had and you're like, ah, such and such was way more fun. Like when he, she used to do that thing, that, that thing that they do so well with that thing. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, now I'm with you. Yeah, like such and such used to, I just, like, it just felt like we was vibing. Like, I don't know. It's just something about, like, I can't explain it. And I don't feel like that could be taught. Like, when you get that chemistry, maybe because he knew me for so long, maybe because she knew my family, maybe because we from the same state, maybe because, maybe because, and what you're essentially saying is, I would like to connect to you better than how I'm currently connecting to you. But what your flesh would do is let's go back to a time when we did have that connection. Now, all of a sudden, you're thinking about that ex and you're like, oh, I feel wrong. I, I don't want to I want to delve too into that thought because, oh, now I'm going to start craving such and such. And let me see, if, you know, whatever social media you could pull up, like what they doing? Let me see real quick. Let me just your flesh will have you going back to things that were toxic just because you are currently missing a component in your current situation. Don't allow your flesh to allow you to contort some things in your mind and your emotions when it really is just a quick fix of if you communicated this, then we can come up with a way to go ahead and fix this. Don't look at it like, no, but this person can never be like they like the person that I had in my past. No, you're absolutely right. They absolutely cannot be. But let me go ahead and tell you this. If you really were to tone down your flesh and put a little mute button there real quick, there are things about the person that you're currently with that the past people couldn't even come close to. But if there are some things that you need, every situation is workable. And I know you like, listen... <laughs> No, because such and such had that thing. Like, you don't even be knowing. Like, no, because such and such had more money. Like, you know, and this person, I mean, you know, it's cute, little job or whatever. But And I know what you're probably muddling over in your mind, but do not allow your flesh to bring you to a place where you were in bondage before. How the Israelites even fixed their mouths to say that anything in Egypt was better than they were now. You mean to tell me that it was easier to be in bondage with some amenities than it is to be in the wilderness and you got to find your way to get to that? Literally, 
Egypt was bondage. They were slaves there. And they had the amenities of, oh, you get food, you know, you may get this, you may get that. Yeah, it came with a plus, but the bigger picture is that the whole thing is an F. So the whole grade is an F plus. While you're looking at your current situation, you're not looking at the whole grade. You're just looking at the current circumstance. It can grow to be something great. Literally, whatever it is, it can grow to be something great in its own way. If we kept looking at pineapples and was like, oh, I really feel like I, I really love the banana because I feel like, you know, it comes in its own little earthy wrapper. And you kept trying to compare the pineapple to the banana, what you're essentially doing is never really enjoying what you have currently in front of you. A pineapple is great in its own right, and it has its own benefits and antioxidants and all the other things. Just like a banana is great, it gives you a boost of energy. They are great in in their own right, but you really have to look at what's best for you and what do you have now and how can you maximize what you have now. You see where I'm going with that? Don't we do it at our jobs? Oh, I remember when I had that one job. Yeah, because it was more flexible. Like, I felt like I had more flexibility. And, oh, the pay was great. Yeah. Um, the bosses was kind of, uh, I don't really know. And then here you are in your current state, whether employed or not, looking at somewhere that you decided on a, on a solid whatever the decision was made on, that I'm going to go ahead and leave that, but let you run into a little topsy-turvy, little turmoil, a little bit of a, you know, uh, a wave or two clashing against your boat, and you so quick to look back and go, yeah, I remember that was better then. It was better then? No, what you're essentially saying that is that there's a component in my work life that is just not working for me. When did it work for me before? Oh, at that old job. You know what? That old job may have not been that bad. Don't go there. Do, do not go through the timeline of when it was good before. Why don't you become a little bit better than that and say, how can I make it better now? How can I use the situation that I'm in now and maximize it? Since I'm seeing that that trait is so important to me that I'm willing to go back in my mind and even try to fathom the thought that maybe it was better then, then maybe what you really need to identify is that that particular, whatever the component is, is important to me. So I need to make sure that I am nurturing that in my current stances. You understand that? Don't we do it at residences? I know my children have. Oh, I used to love it when we lived in such and such because we had this, that, and the third part. Or are you thinking about it too? Like, oh, yeah, my childhood home, man, it used to be just me, such and such and such and such. And we used to do this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. And then you, and then what it eventually makes you do is pull up in, let's say you came, you was raised in a house or you had to downsize for whatever reason. It makes you pull up to your current place like, ugh, I just, I can't. And what it ultimately festers up it's a lack of gratitude why don't you walk in your place and say this is not my forever home as long as God has given me breath and I have an opportunity to change whatever part of my canvas that I don't like I have the paintbrush God trusts me enough to give me some of the paint choices and I'm gonna go ahead and paint this thing the way that I want to see it so if I can look in the past and go man I really love that backyard 
then guess what? We can ready to work a pen to paper plan on how we can make that happen so that no, none of my best life is a memory. That's the portion that you need to get to. That you are not going to forsake not thinking about your past, but your past can't be your greatest accomplishment. One of the questions that was asked of me now that I hear myself saying that was in an interview. And the woman asked me, what has been your greatest accomplishment yet? And I was like, oh, man, that's difficult. AKA, I have never heard anyone ask that in an interview, but okay, I'm going to see if I can. Like, I wanted to be professional, but you're asking me a very personal question. So I'm like, you know what? I was like, well, getting married, having my children, relocating. And then I just zoomed out and I said, that I have done everything I ever wanted to do fearlessly. Scared or not, I took on an approach and I got with God and I just did what needed to be done. And that's what I was thinking inwardly. So what I said to her was, my ability to set a goal, put it to paper, and execute it is by far one of my biggest, biggest traits best traits, but most of all, my biggest accomplishment, because everything that I could possibly name that has been my biggest accomplishment required for me to step out of my comfort zone. And I didn't fold on that. Me getting married, me having children, me relocating. If I look at the foundational, okay, so what's the one thing that connects all these different decisions or all these different things that I deem as a tremendous accomplishment is that I came out of my comfort zone I made a plan I applied the plan I executed it and I knocked it out the park and she was like oh okay so you're goal-oriented okay ma'am you heard nothing I said what I said was way deeper than what you just said please rewind fast forward play okay I don't know what you did okay because that was just not what I said but I digress because that's somebody's grandbaby and I, I'm continue. Don't we go ahead and start pulling up pictures of our past shape? Oh, that's when you used to be in your prime. That's when you were skinnier. That's when your hair was a little bit more fuller. That's before you had kids and you had all them stress marks. And that's when you your knees was good and you could, you know, do that little jump for the basketball team or whatever. And don't you just think about I was better then? No, what you should be taking that as is there is a component in my current body shape that I'm not too pleased with. When was I pleased with my last one? Oh, okay, I was there. And then you start thinking about all these other different things of when, but why do we look at our situations in the past like we can never recreate that again? Why do we look at that like in that light? When we literally saw God create a whole world in six days, rest on the seventh, fast forward a little while later, he saw, mm, I regret making man. Noah, let me go ahead and have you build this ark. Let's do this thing one more again. He didn't look back and say, man, I really like it when it was just, you know, me, Adam, Eve, cool of the day. You know, they was naked, but they didn't know. Man, I really liked it then. No, God didn't do that. God looked at the situation and was like, mm, this is not the way that I wanted this to go. Okay, remix, na-na-na-na-le-le. He went ahead and got his little, you know, that situation with the Missy Elliott. And he took Noah and he did that thing one more again. So if God can do that with a whole world, why can't you do that with your world? Why can't you do that with your life? 
Why can't you look at the areas, be it relationships, jobs, residences, your body weight? Ooh, that's when I like, you know what? I used to be fearless. Like, I used to just go on, you know, vacations and do such and such. Now, I get it. There's some things that it's like, mm, I won't be doing that again. Because there was once a p- point in my life where I was super fearless. I was jumping out of airplanes. I wanted to bungee jump. That's just, I mean, not bungee jump, skydive. That's what I wanted to do. I, I went on vacations by myself, not even speaking the language. And I'm like, mira, como esta? Uh, me llamo. Like, I know how to say a few words, so I'm just going to go all the way to Puerto Rico by myself. Like, who cares? And then I'm going to the, you know, there was a time that I was fearless. But when wisdom kicks in, you like, you traveled where by yourself? That's dangerous. What you, you jumped out of what? No, (laughs) ma'am. Anything could happen. Are you kidding me? You know, so you, you have to differentiate between the two. But what you better not ever not ever not do is look at the past and go, man, it was better then. Oh, so then you need to get a paper, you need to get a pen, and you need to make a plan where it could become better now. Because better is not a past situation. Better is not an untouchable, you know, requirement or desire. If the desire is in your heart to the point that you miss it, to the point that the only way to get close to that is to go back into your mind, to your thoughts, to a picture, to a person, then you are not serving yourself well. Because getting a job that has this particular whatever can still be found. Getting back to that particular close to a shape, you know, you can't go back to high school shape. I don't even want you to do that and you're 50. That's not fair, okay? I say use wisdom, be realistic. I want you to go ahead and start thinking about those things and catch yourself. Like, wait a minute, I do that often. Whenever something's uncomfortable, I'm like, I liked when I had that other supervisor. Wait a minute, I'm noticing that now I'm like, I remember last time when I got that big income tax check. Like, we do it on such a subconscious level that I want us to start getting to a place that we like, at, 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 nope, wait a minute. Yeah, you shouldn't be, you're doing it again. You being real Israelite minded. You being real Egyptian minded. I need you to stop. And I need you to hear that in your mind when you try to go back in your mind and find your best life. No, I need you to open up your life and create that now. Open up your eyes and see what you can reform, readjust, whatever needs to be done to go ahead and make your best life a now situation. Yeah, I know that was prior to when you really got into that debt. And yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to be on nobody's rocking chair in my golden years saying my best life was when. I want to always be able to look at my current stance and say this is my best life. Oh, and I had a good time here and I had a good time there and I had a good time. And just be able to trail and trace all the times in a growing, ascending way that I had great moments, but this is my best life. Isn't that the goal that we all should be aspiring to isn't that the place that we all should be arriving to I don't want the train of my life to have stopped five years ago and that's just it so all this other stuff is just extra surplus fluff no I'm not doing that for that every year I want to do something that excites me when I grow and I evolve and I do something I've never done before I'm gonna always keep growing there's never gonna be a time that I want to feel like no it used to be better five years ago and I found myself doing that, talking about jobs and kind of regretting sometimes that I shouldn't have left that. And I had to get to a point that I had to tell myself, listen, every decision that was made, whether it was relationship, jobs, relocating, downsizing, whatever it is, it was all what I needed to do for that particular time to get my best life at that particular time. Period. Punctuation, however you want to do it. 
And so my challenge to you is I want you to start being more present when you start doing that Egyptian mindset thing. And I want you to go ahead and just submit. If there's something from your past that you like, man, I really enjoyed that, then I need you to understand that that's your soul screaming. I want some of that now. I would like more of that particular feature, aspect, what have you. I would like that in my life now. And what I want you to do is go on an intentional journey to go ahead and grab and create a better now. Because that's what your soul is just screaming when you try to go to the past. You know what these conversations are about. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that nobody else on this blue and green muddy earth that's going to go ahead and tell you, hey, I want you to be better. I want you to think better. And here are the tools that you need to go ahead and start doing so. And, oh, you're not crazy. You know, there's nothing wrong with you that people as far back as your ancestors in the Bible have done it. So let's just go ahead and be better than them, shall we? You see where I'm going with that? But I'm confident that you got what you needed. I think that this was a phenomenal conversation, if I do say so myself. And I just, and I know as we're having these conversations that it just starts to click. And you're like, ooh, wait a minute. I just found myself yesterday saying, oh, it was this one restaurant one time. And I wish that we, no, that just means that the restaurants that you have been perusing are just not it. And you're looking something more along the lines of blank. Now, if it's something that you had on vacation, I can understand, you know, grasping that. But there should be more things that you can add on to the memory except that one one time ago, um, nine, five, ten years ago. Like, that's not fair. It, you, you should be doing comma and adding more stuff to that than opposed to saying period. And that's the only time that I'm going to experience that. That's an injustice to you on a whole different platform. You have no idea. And I'm confident that God told you what you need to do. And I'm confident that if you really want to take the posture of learning, that you know what you have to stop doing. But as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Stop being Egyptian. I'm not, I'm not gossiping about you because you're somebody grandbaby, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that before we hang up. Stop being Egyptian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Later.